0: Hey, welcome to the Movement Church Podcast. My name is Matt Labby, and joining me today is my wife and co-lead pastor, Holly Labby. Hello. Well, we're so glad that you could be here today. We um, really wanted to take a moment to pause in the hurry and uh, hustle of life as we know it right now, and there are some things that, honestly, as you and I have been uh, talking about and processing through our own personal realities uh, during this season that I think it's easy to to not maybe fully process a lot of the things that are happening right now. And so during our time together, I would just love to hear um, some of your thoughts, some of how you're processing, and maybe there's a way that in all of this, we can be, have a better understanding of where God is in all of this. Um, so, yeah, I would love to hear a little bit more, Holly, about um, how you're processing through this. And maybe even before that, uh, what are some of the things that you do need to be processing through?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good question. And- Man, I think that we're all kind of having this feeling of, okay, this is going to be the way it is for a while now. Like before it was, um, you know, this is new. What are we going to do? This is so weird. Restaurants are shut down. And then the hype of that kind of wears off, like the shock of that wears off. And then now we're kind of, what, is this like week two or week three of all of this? And um, so you're kind of almost having this feeling of, whew, this this change is so big, but it's also going to be here for a while. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm processing is kind of the reality is setting in of what this quarantine season, this COVID-19, we're in the, in the thick of it right now. And it kind of, yeah, that's kind of where I'm processing it.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a new normal that's setting in. And, and with that, I think one of the things that I'm starting to realize in a greater way is that there are some normal things that, that life was a part of, that now we almost have to, like, grieve and mourn the loss of Mm -hmm. some of those normal things. Mm -hmm. And I know that even for some of the people that might be listening to the podcast, that maybe they're a high school student and they were planning on going to prom this year. Um, Maybe they were looking forward to a trip that they were taking. Or uh, maybe even with you, you know, we've uh, been on a couple of runs and and you processing through not being able to be around people as much as you wanted to. Oh, man.
1: Extroverts unite. I can hear them just... Every, every time a day goes by, one extrovert (laughs) slowly loses, loses their life. But no, even in like, so I have a wedding business on the side kind of. And, um, you know, one of my brides was supposed to get married this weekend Mm -hmm. and she's had to postpone her wedding. I know a lot of our friends are having to postpone big events. We were literally supposed to be picking up your family at the airport at this moment. Mm -hmm. So I think there's loss on the whole spectrum. I was just talking with one of my friends from college and she's 26 and she just filed for unemployment mm. with a master's degree and she's thinking what in the world well, I can't believe this is my life. Yeah. And you know, people are home with their kids and they're thinking holy smokes, how how long am I going to have to do this? Mm-hmm. How long can they possibly go to school online as a kindergartner? Mm-hmm. So it's just a really weird season that we're in.
0: Yeah, it really is and even when it comes to uh, something really close and near and dear to you in my heart mm-hmm. along with my parents um, as we talk about the movement grand opening. Yeah, yeah this is movement church. <laughs> it was our grand opening. We were We were supposed to have a grand three opening three big weekend this weekend. <laughs> yeah, this weekend we we're supposed yeah. to have three big weekends heading into Easter and um, so there's a lot of things that I think um, we all are processing through in different ways. And I would love to hear thoughts on what what are some of the different ways that you think people can process through this? Um, you know, as I think about it personally, we we were kind of talking and uh, I realized that in the processing journey that I may very much, okay, let's, let's figure out a way to solve this problem. Yeah. And so I'm figuring out how can I work more to be able to still make things happen? How can I stay busy? Mm-hmm. And so like in some ways I'm not sitting and pausing and actually uh, allowing this emotion of grief and loss for the life that I knew, the life that I was looking forward to, mm-hmm. uh, to actually become real to me. And so for you, how do you process through a lot of that?
1: Yeah, well, I think part of it is uh, Matt and I were on a run yesterday and we were kind of just talking about what this feels like. Um, how does this enter in and disrupt? And for me, it's it presents itself in a feeling of stuck like restlessness that I love going and doing things. And I, I really try to avoid the idea of being stuck in one place for any length of time. Um, like not even, not physically, but just, you know, I'm always on to the next thing and I love planning fun things to do. And, um, so this idea of feeling kind of in this perpetual state of stuck. And I, I, as I was running, I kind of got this illustration that came to mind. It's like, like the batteries got taken out of the clock Hmm. and, um, the clock of life and it's we're just paused and we don't know when it's going to end and we can't really plan for all, what it looks like after because we don't really know yeah. what it's going to look like we don't know if we're going to be in summer or next fall like we have no idea so this restless feeling that I've been kind of working through creeps up on me sometimes mm-hmm. where I'll be working in the kitchen or working on a project and all of a sudden it feels like it's up to my Eyeballs, and I'm just like, okay, I just got to take a minute and breathe through this yeah. because it does present itself as strong emotion at different times. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I think that that's so important to be able to recognize those emotions. Yeah, and as a pastor, I think that there is a danger for myself and for other people who would call themselves Christians that we almost give ourselves very little grace to have full range of emotions. Mm. Um, We give ourselves and maybe even the people around us, that was what I was realizing (laughs) as Holly, you were processing that I gave you less grace. I was like, okay, we know this is what life is like. And so let's move on uh, and figure (laughs) out how to just make this work. And I think it's really important that we don't just over spiritualize moving on Mm -hmm. Um, that. I think sometimes we would say to ourselves and maybe even, Unconsciously to say, if I were more spiritual, hmm. if I trusted in God more, you know, if I had more faith over fear, yeah. then I would, I would be able to get over it. And so sometimes I think some of us as Christians are feeling like we need to fake it till we make it totally. for the people around us, put or on the feeling like face. we need to put on the church face for yeah. ourselves. And you know, the the processing of emotion that we're experiencing can't be reduced down to a Twitter statement, right? So what are your thoughts on um, people being able to? give themselves grace, give other people grace. Have you been experiencing emotions in this and uh, maybe heightened emotions? What has that been like?
1: Oh my goodness. I, I feel like my patience has like completely been worn down. Like I just like instantly get frustrated with things. So I'm definitely working on that. But um, as I think about experiencing the full range of emotion, I think about the Bible and how within the context of the Bible, there was the broadest spectrum of emotion. Mm. And so obviously it's something that even Jesus, as we see him in the gospels, he experienced anger, frustration, yeah. uh, sorrow, loss, and hurt. And so I think it's okay to do that. And I think, um, as I was talking with one of my friends at lunch today, she said, it's what we do with the emotion that matters. Hmm. It's not that we feel That's the emotion. Good. And yeah. that was a really good reminder for me. And um, so I guess maybe the the conversation is not how how can I get through these emotions faster? It's how do I? Oh, you asked me yesterday. It was so good. I just like couldn't figure out, and I still can. I still have a problem fathoming how to slow down. Hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: I just want to move on to the next thing. And how can we really sit? I I was at a stoplight, and I was I was. I think I said this on the last podcast. It happened to me again it was yellow. And I was like, do I speed through the stoplight <laughs> to get to where for what time? It doesn't matter. Mm. There's not like a, you, usually our Saturday nights were, um, kind of, you know, we were getting stuff ready for Sunday, but now our Saturday nights look so different. It's, it's easy to lose track of time in this season. So man, can we use this time to slow down and really get in touch with what our emotions are mm. and yeah. develop in our emotional capacity to really
0: explore all of the emotions that are coming up right now. Yeah. I think that's so good. And and to be able to explore the full range of human emotions, God did give us all these emotions. Mm-hmm. And as I was thinking about, like you were thinking about scripture, mm-hmm. um, I, an often forgotten book of the Bible is that there is an entire book called Lamentations, <laughs> which is this idea of mourning yeah. and bringing God into this. Mo- and the, the book talks about wondering and crying out to God to say, like, when is this season over? You know, the, the temple had been destroyed. And so that meant their hopes and dreams had been destroyed. And I think that that's something that we can so relate to now that um, yeah, we were we cool. had dreams of what our future would look like. We had plans about what our future would look like as America. And now the future that we thought we had in store is now just being almost chunked out in two week increments of this might be what the next two weeks looks like. And to be able to pause and experience those emotions is really important.
1: Yeah, for sure. I am just praising God that this is happening in the springtime because I think even being outside does something different for me. And being able to see that life hasn't stopped, mm. um, that we are still, oh, uh, what if we use this as a season, not where life was actually on pause, like the battery's been taken out. It's a mental shift to say, how do I still move forward? Yeah. How does, how do, as I'm outside and seeing people walk around remembering, oh, it's becoming more into summer, mm-hmm. that the calendar year and even the seasons are progressing. Yeah. Winter never stops. Winter is always in this um, progression towards spring. So how do we continue to move through the seasons of this and get out on the other side, not being where we were when we came into this season?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would also add to that, that um, I think there's a danger to almost looking for a silver lining Mm -hmm. in everything. And to know that life in so many ways is a continuum of enthusiastic embracing of a moment well, at the same time being able to experience um, a really scary season hmm. that the truth is there might be some of us who get sick from COVID-19 there, yeah. there will be some of us who have, who have family who get sick from COVID-19 there, there could be some of us who we know somebody who passes away because of this And so I think that there is also um, a danger to just saying well there's a silver lining in everything mm-hmm. and to not simply be um, to be sad about what's happening in the world around us. And mm-hmm. I think that sometimes we get po- caught up in maybe the politics or uh, feeling like we should always be um, just positive about everything. Yeah. And what we see is that this is something that is sad, that there is a lot going on mm-hmm. and that there is a sadness to the world right now yeah. as much as there is a continuum to be able to be happy because there's something that an opportunity for spring to be out and for us to be walking around mm-hmm. uh during this I think that that's those things are both equally true and I think that we need to be able to hold on to both of those mm. and not lose one of them
1: yeah it's almost like in one moment you can feel really sad and then the next moment you can be outside and see spring and know reality that this is not going to last forever Mm. and uh, so how do you hold those in in your hand at the same time and within a day experience all the highs and lows but continue to move forward through Mm. them
0: yeah yeah as as I'm kind of thinking about my own journey I don't have any solutions at this point (laughs) I have thoughts and um, I've been thinking a lot C.S. Lewis was a a great writer and a great uh, theologian And he wrote The Chronicles of Narnia. And I just would say to anybody listening in that that would be a great place for you to go if you have teenagers in the house or if you have kids in the house. Those are great books to be able to read to your kids. Are those
1: on Disney Plus?
0: And uh, they might even be on (laughs) Disney Plus if you're a movie watcher. Uh, But one of those books is called The Horse and His Boy. And it really talks through an entire journey of the hardship of a young boy and a journey that he has. And it, it really comes to... Uh, this final moment where he's in the dark and he feels breath on his hand. And he knows that it's this lion pursuing him. And for those of you who don't know, um, Aslan is kind of the god figure in this. And he's seen as a lion. And he starts to talk to this lion about all of these bad events that happened to him in his life. And the lion begins to talk to him about how he was there in every Mm. moment, leading him through it, getting Mm. him through it. And I think that there is a part of us that really needs to grasp onto divine sovereignty of God in a new way to say that God is in control, that his fingerprints are on our lives and that we can trust in his goodness in that. So as you think about God's goodness and and being able to kind of relinquish to God's sovereignty, uh, what what are the thoughts that go through your mind? Mm,
1: That's a great thought and a good mental picture. Um, Some thoughts that come to mind about God's goodness is, you know, he is able to, really meet us in our emotion that he understands and he has the ability to relate with us on a deep level. Mm. And he made the greatest sacrifice in sending his son for us that even in that time, the world rejected him, that there was a, a loss that God experienced in that. And I think that there is the, we have the ability to know that God really understands and when we can continue to trust and put ourselves in his care, that we'll really be able to make it through this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, coming back to C.S. Lewis, I have a quote, and then I would love to hear um, maybe some final thoughts on how we can start to move through this together. But C.S. Lewis has a quote that I want to share. It says this. It says, Pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures speaks to us in our consciences, but shouts in our pains. Mm. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Wow. And I think it is in these moments where we do need to rely on God, where we do realize that sometimes many of us have been lulled to sleep. Mm-hmm. And and I look at my own apathy um, leading up to this in so many different ways of just going through life as usual, that God is utilizing this season mm. to wake me up in a new way to who he is You to reliance on him. You
1: even take Sundays for granted, Mm. like that you could depend on there being another Sunday where we can have church with our, with our crew. And who would have thought that at some point this year, we wouldn't have been able to have that. Yeah. Hmm, That's so good.
0: Yeah. So let's um, talk a little bit about maybe applications or um, if we were to talk about maybe, maybe we don't have a roadmap, but (laughs) is there, if we're talking a compass, maybe there's a direction Mm. that we can head. Um, what are some of the direction what's the direction that you're heading and helping yourself process in a very um God-centered way some of the loss and pain and grief that you're experiencing during this time?
1: Yeah, a few things come to mind. Grace is mm. the biggest one. I was reading a blog that said, um, let the little things go and the big things <laughs> mm. that um we may be seeing patterns pop up in our lives or our loved ones' lives that concern us or I think the biggest thing is just being graceful yeah. with your family, being graceful with yourself. And another thing is acknowledge. Being able to acknowledge and put words to your feelings. Mm-hmm. So, um my sister just had a baby and she has a 2 2-year-old two and in a, a couple months um and I just like I'm wondering what she is going through on a daily yeah. basis being home with these little ones that how does she continue to acknowledge Her feelings. Um, In that same way, I have another sister who just came back from South Africa on a missions trip. She's quarantined for two weeks in Mm. isolation and her mission trip got cut short. Just the same way, how does she acknowledge her very real feelings? So for people listening to the podcast, I know that there are endless stories of what they're going through every day. How do they and us how do we acknowledge the reality of what our emotions are and how do we put words to them like mm. i'm feeling frustrated yeah. even something like that i'm feeling frustrated or i'm feeling really sad mm. i was really sad when we got off the phone with your family a few days ago when we decided that this it just wouldn't be the best time to cancel and and to be honest i i kind of lashed out because i was just frustrated and sad and i knew the moment i said it i was just like ugh. I don't need to say that, but it's just acknowledging, I'm really sad about this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I I do think that the level of emotion, the way that I think about it is it's almost like um, there's already pressure uh, happening. So it doesn't take a lot more to happen for all of a sudden, all of that pressure to unleash. And so it might even be just be
1: the bags breaking when you're walking into your groceries.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that just yeah. like
1: throws it out, you know, the whole
0: people are at home with their kids and, yeah. and their kids just do that one thing, one yeah. more. You do that one more time. <laughs> uh, you know, you're in a conversation with your spouse and yeah. before you know it, it becomes this big thing. And so I, yeah. coming back to your being gracious mm. to the people around you and being grace filled and just recognize, I think, as human beings, whether it's to a spouse or if it's to, um, uh, your kids hmm. to recognize in that moment that we all just de- deserve grace during yeah. the season and that it's a human reaction Yeah, and there are a lot of emotions. It's a very emotion filled moment. Yeah.
1: I have one more thought. I just ha- thought of an illustration that I think kind of portrays my next and last point about kind of how to maybe the compass for the direction of the next season. Um, so Matt and I like to go camping, you and I like to go camping and, um, every time when I go camping, I, the first night we sit around the campfire and I feel so restless. Like I can't mm. even sit down for 30 minutes and stare at a fire. And it takes me three or four days to actually slow my pace down to the, to match the pace of camping. Cause wow. it's very slow pace. And so I just want to maybe help, put that illustration out in front of people and say, it is okay to slow down. And I think we're all coming off of this high of literally the American life, Mm -hmm. (laughs) working, sports, holidays. It's We're coming off of this high that now all of a sudden we have to like stop and slow down a little bit. And I would just say, let that process happen. Mm -hmm. Let the pace of your life slow down. I'm struggling with that concept, but I'm continuing to expand my ability to um, really meet the pace, match the pace of life right now, which is a lot slower than normal.
0: Yeah, uh, it is a lot slower. It is absolutely a different pace. And if I were to talk a little bit about um, my path and direction Mm -hmm. and kind of where I'm seeing um, God in this compass would be, uh, first of all, again, affirming that God is sovereign over all this. And throughout scripture, there's a messaging that many times I don't particularly like. In the book of Hebrews, it talks about how God disciplines his children. And I think that right now, it's almost like God is utilizing, God can work through this time to shape us to look more like him. And for us to recognize that and to, in a moment, just say, I know that I'm frustrated right now. I know that I'm I'm disappointed right now. Mm -hmm. And to invite God into that process. So just like you were saying, acknowledge your emotion Mm -hmm. and then invite him into that process. I think that so much of what has happened, whether you're uh, listening in whatever perspective you're listening from, maybe you can't see a loved one because they're in um, like a retirement home and they're not allowed. Like that's a, that's a huge mm-hmm. deal. And I think what we are called to do is to acknowledge those emotions and then invite God into what feels like a graveyard of what could have been mm-hmm. and allow him to help you walk through that. Yeah. And as I think about some of the dreams that I had, as I think about some of the thoughts um, and directions that we were going Mm -hmm. and that we were thinking about in so many ways it's saying, God, I know that you're bigger than this. And I want to invite you into my grief. I want to invite you into my loss because I know that you're bigger Mm -hmm. than that. I think sometimes we... I end up thinking that God can't handle my grief. You know, if I was going to be yeah. honest with you, God, you couldn't handle the truth. Uh, <laughs> and God can handle the truth. Uh, he is absolutely able to. And as a matter of fact, I think we need to invite him into the scared moments. We need to invite him into the anxious moments. We need to invite him into the worrisome moments. And to just pretend like that doesn't happen in our human experience and that we're beyond that, um doesn't help us be able to invite him into that, yeah, and so I think that those would be two really good points to just say um our directions that we could go on this journey that we're all it's new to all of us, none of us have ever been through anything like this before, yeah, and to be able to sit in the loss in the grief and allow God to speak to us in that, yeah all right, well. Uh, We are so grateful that you joined us this uh, week for our Movement Church podcast. And we hope that this has just been something that you're able to continue to process through. Process through this with your spouse. Talk with your kids about it. We're all going through a lot right now. But know this. We love you so much, Movement Church. We love being able to hear what God is doing in your heart and life. We're going to continue to come out with content and uh, in hopes that uh, this can be helpful. Like You have your own journey that God is bringing you on. And we want to be a guide along that journey. Hmm. And that is our goal, is how can we maybe give a perspective, give a truth of wisdom from scripture that could help guide you on your own spiritual journey as you go through this time. So we are so grateful that you join us for the Movement Church Podcast, and we can't wait to be able to join you next time. Thank you so much, Holly, for joining me.
1: Yes, love you guys.
0: And we will see you back next time. Have a good one.